Screwed it up. <coughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to the Godfather Minute. Minute. My name is Alex Robinson. And I'm Andy Robinson. And together we are the Godfather, Godfather Minute, Minute Brothers. Brothers. Today we're talking about Minute and we were drinking some Sanka just then. That's <laughs> yeah. what we got stuck in our throats. If we had been drinking regular coffee, we would have been awake enough not to do that. <laughs> yes. So uh, today we're talking about Minute 92. 92. 92 of uh-huh. The Godfather. Father. Alex, repeat after me. E minuto. E minuto. Numero. Numero. 92. 92. 92. 92. You got it. Wow. I'm scared when we get to 100. Then it just resets, right? Yeah, we go back to one. Okay. Good. And we fill in good. all the gaps, all the things we forgot to talk okay, about. Okay, good, good. And we um, repeat our best jokes. Yeah, yeah. It's like a second draft. Kind <laughs> yeah. Of. In other words, we'll just go right to the Waltz and McCluskey minutes. <laughs> we'll just condense it down to the best 10 minutes of the movie. Uh, so, no, but today we're talking about Minute 92. Um, and uh, Minute 92 goes a little something like this. The uh, gangland war montage comes to an end. <laughs> Tingly piano music. Um, mm. And the, the last headline reveals that, quote, syndicate big shot Vito Corleone mm. returns home. <laughs> End quote. Uh, We then see an ambulance leaving the hospital with uh, armed escorts. Even my own newspaper man called me a big shot. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Hagen, did we pay them to do that or they really feel that way? (laughs) Yeah, he does like that title, right? Big shot. I don't know. You know, I was just thinking I was thinking more about it. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. I've Hmm. often heard it in movies as an insult. Or not as an insult. Yeah, as an insult, really sarcastic. Like, oh, he's a real big shot. Yeah, I guess you generally don't hear, oh, I don't know. Uh, Well, you have to be a big shot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And when the Don says it later, when he's like, oh, those big shots, he calls Walt a Hollywood big shot. Uh So you're right. I guess it is kind of a a punching up kind of thing, generally. But But if people said it, not in a sarcastic tone. I think it would be a compliment, but you just never hear it used that way. Like, oh, he really is. Oh, he's a Hollywood big shot. Well, what if he's you're not? What great. if you're not saying it to them directly? What if you're saying oh, like, yeah. oh, you shouldn't mess with that guy. He's a real big shot in Hollywood. He'll keep yeah. I think that's a compliment. So that's a compliment. Yeah. yeah. So so I guess it really depends on the context. <laughs> well, you have to be a big shot, Johnny Dincher. <laughs> you have to act like a man. <laughs> That doesn't make sense. You gotta sing it like Johnny. You should just go slow. (laughs) I can see a modern Johnny Fontaine covering some Billy Joel. (laughs) She's got a way about. Excuse me. Excuse me. What's the matter? Is your is your voice okay? My voice is weak. Oh. The question I had about that headline is: Where did they get that um, picture of Don of Don wearing a tuxedo? Yeah. That's stock Paramount footage. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem weird because I think that's what helps create the impression that the Godfather wears a tuxedo all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though he's only wearing it because it's his daughter's wedding day. We never see him wearing a tuxedo when he's like sitting around the house or at work or anything. So you're what you're trying to say is 
the Don being memorialized in that tux in newspaper print is what gives us the viewers of the movie the impression. Yeah. That's created the iconic. Yeah, yeah, because he's on, it's the movie poster of him wearing the tuxedo. Uh, so like, yeah. it's it's like you he's expected to yeah. have the tuxedo on. And anytime you like parody the Godfather, our, yeah. our logo has the Godfather, you know, the tuxedo. Image. We're wearing those tuxedos every time we record right now. <laughs> exactly, we're, we're farmers, of course. <laughs> I don't think people knew that, did they? <laughs> no, well, we don't want to. We don't want to. Just so you all know, uh, it makes us feel like it makes us seem like we're big shots. Like, so people <laughs> yeah. will support the uh, Patreon as much. If we, if you we had to be a big shot. <laughs> Didn't I? Well, for our, our listeners, Alex is wearing the the Fredo Corleone tux the, with the ruffles and the big cummerbund up front. Oh yeah, 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 the plaid one, the, the Vegas one, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> um, Maybe that's what we'll have to talk about at some point. Is if you had to dress always like one of the characters forever in your life here in America, modern times. I always had to always, dress like one yeah. character. So whether I'm at the beach or skiing or anything, I have to wear, I have to wear my, yeah. uh, my, uh, my get, Waltz dinner get, jacket. <laughs> you get two outfits. Two, like, okay, like, uh, yeah, think about it. Okay, okay, I'll think about it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but it makes me wonder if, well, you know, you know, you know the character Spider Man, right? Yes. And you know how Peter Parker makes his living. Do you know how Peter Parker? Is he a news? He's not a newspaper guy. He's a photographer. He's a newspaper photographer. Yes, yeah. that's right. And his his gimmick is that he always gets pictures of Spider Man. People oh. are like, "How did you get all these pictures of Spider Man?" It's <laughs> like that with Don. How did you get a picture of Don Corleone wearing a tux? Because oh, the reporter's he, like, "I have a couple of connections at the compound." <laughs> oh, the reporter. Oh, is it Don Corleone? Yeah, yeah. He's, that's like you know Peter Parker. He's like Spider-Man. Oh, god. Yeah, <laughs> I can get you all the pictures of Don Corleone you want. <laughs> He doesn't even try to disguise his voice. <laughs> I am disguising my voice. <laughs> is he wearing a a newspaper? Is he wearing the Don Corleone toxic stuff? He's wearing like a press hat. Just yeah, the yeah. One little, thing that's that, that's his it. secret. <laughs> he puts on a, in his top hat. He puts a little thing that just says press, and no one recognizing him. That's great. That's work, Clark Kent's been Yeah, yeah. No, I keep getting the scoop. I just happen to be in the right place at the right time. Except that time I was shot. I mean, except that time Don Corleone was shot in the back. Five shots in my head. I'm still alive, getting scoops. Uh, I was I was I was on the IMTV today, and they brought up that scene in the uh-huh. in the FAQs, and they said, hmm. "Why didn't they shoot? Why didn't the Turks uh, button men shoot Fredo?" Mm-hmm. While while they had him there, mm. well, they they already got him in a, in enough trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Isn't that great? I turned dialogue into analysis. <laughs> <laughs> that's, our, that's our job here in the, in the podcast. I don't know. Well, the answer maybe that wasn't their job. Well, they seem to think that that would kind of proves the Turk Turks thing. Like oh, Fredo had nothing yeah. to do with whether or not the d- deal would be made. The, yeah. the, the point was to get like, the deal go through. So, yeah. So uh, yeah. you know, killing Fredo would only make things worse and and. Make yeah. it look bad, you know. Yeah, that's true. So, well, and if he had had not dropped the gun, maybe he would have been a target. Well, that's true. That's good and maybe they saw the gun and uh, unintended casualty. Yeah, yeah. They looked over and they just saw him bobbling in the gun. They're like Fredo, <laughs> greasy hands. <laughs> oh, come on, that's yeah. that's that's uh, <laughs> what? It's a little racist. Oh, I didn't mean it like that. I mean, he couldn't hold on to this, his gun. <laughs> I didn't mean anything for Johnny. <laughs> yeah. What? What? The guy's a podcaster. Every now and then I got to kick some butts. Oh, no way. That's, I would be, the perspective was off there, right? Someone should be saying that about me defending me. 
for calling him greasy hands. Yeah, yeah. That's what I should I'm saying oh, to the Italian yeah, listeners. Oh, yeah. oh, don't don't worry. He didn't mean anything like that. Oh, and then I'm supposed to also defend my own. Yeah, you're that. supposed to defend well, your... he's, he's a he's a bodyguard and he can't hold on to a gun. I gotta I gotta crack some knuckles every now and then. <laughs> I'm a podcaster, I gotta give me content. <laughs> yeah. I gotta make Fredo jokes every third episode. What, what's the matter with you? <laughs> We haven't seen Fredo for a while. I'm, I'm missing him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think we brought this up last time, but the music being played, I know we mentioned that it was mm-hmm. uh, Carmine Coppola, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the name of the song is This Loneliness. Oh. This Loneliness. He's playing it live on the set, mm. and it is unavailable on any re- official release of the Godfather soundtrack. Oh, just the Godfather's version of it. It's out there in other interpretations. Yeah, yeah, there's 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 on the Godfather one of the soundtracks they have a version of it, but it has like all like other instruments. Mm. There's you can't there's mm-hmm. no way to just get the piano oh, version wow. of it. So uh, I'll have to go old school and hold my uh tape recorder up to the <laughs> TV. <laughs> Shaping. <laughs> Taping. People come in the front door. <laughs> For those of you who are too uh, too young to know what the heck we're talking about, I can't imagine anyone's listening to this podcast that doesn't know what we're talking about. But, but um, in olden times, at least in our house, before we had a um, before our tape, we didn't have a stereo system where there's a tape deck hooked up to the record player. Correct. So yeah. if you wanted a tape of a record, you had to play the record and put a tape recorder in front of the speakers. And yeah. recorded that like second hand, I guess. Yeah, but that must have been such a short period because it because it was only handheld tape recorders you would do that with. Yeah. If you had a cassette deck in your stereo, oh yeah, so yeah. boom, instantly you didn't have to do that. So it must have just been it must have been a short window because it must. Have, let me let me rephrase it. It had to have been. People had to have enough handheld tape recorders to make you want to create a tape of the record. Yeah. Right? Uh Uh-huh. Because you'd have to play it, too, not just record it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So it must have just been a very short window. Small. Uh, Well, I think boom boxes. I think when boom boxes Mm -hmm. were on that, was because you could play tapes Uh, on your boom box, but it's not necessarily hooked up to the record player. That's right. Yeah. So that might be it. But uh, yeah, Yeah. so so the thing was that you'd be sitting there, you'd have to play it in real time and record the record. Yeah, and then like if someone walked in going, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" You'd be like, "Shh, taping." Yeah, you so. always had to say taping because they wouldn't know what you while you were shushing. Them. Why do you make don't me? shush me? Shh, <laughs> what? What's my house do? <laughs> so, oh. so certain songs you listen to, and they would have like you know, oh, this is the part where so this is the part where mom walked in and started talking. <laughs> Oh my gosh! All those little—I don't know what you call them—those little vocal weirdness and tapes. Songs getting cut off and all kinds of oddities. Yeah, or when you tape stuff off the radio and you'd be like, "K ninety three, we really you always miss the end of the beginning of each song because they're not the guy talking." Right. Anyway, oh, that's great. That was a sidetrack. Uh, let me jump in back to the Godfather. So the, the what? The montage. <laughs> Remember the movie we're talking about? Oh right. So the montage, they're they're at the mattresses. I think that's the correct way to say it. So, w- what's going on? Are they do they live there and they go out during the day and war and then go back to sleep there? Why are they not staying at their houses? I think because they don't want their families to get caught up in any accidental. But isn't there aren't their families always off limits? 
Well, remember we see that we see a car to try to bomb the Corleone compound at some point. Mm. We see that car mm-hmm. that so there's something to it, I That's guess. That's true, yeah. I guess war is hell everywhere. Yeah. Uh, you would have thought they would have been more civilized, but there's a lot of money in that crime. Yeah, you would think that that would be the case, but you think yeah. that their, their families are generally like off limits, but you know. And I guess war. each family has their own apartment or apartments where they're all holed up and they have guards outside so that no one can. Well, I guess also, even if they don't want to hurt the families, there's still the matter of, well, let's say we want to kill Clemenza. We just wait outside his house and we know eventually he'll come home and then we shoot him oh, outside yeah. his house. Yeah, and, you that's know, true. This way, like, you know, he's yeah, he's not committed to coming home. And, Man, they must be getting really good at pinochle. <laughs> Finally, they can be that negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no more, so, no more pasta, though. No more yeah. sauce for 30 guys. <laughs> I do like the one montage. Uh, the the pair of shots where it shows the the food getting pulled, put into the the big uh, pot yeah and then the next one goes right to Clemenza naked laying on his bed all passed I, out to me it looked like they were, that it was go they were putting it into a garbage can it looked like there were two pots like one was a garbage can and another was could, did it I thought I thought it just looked like garbage oh but, okay but uh, oh. maybe I'm uh, why would they be throwing out that food I don't know maybe it's maybe mm. it's poisoned. We'll have to look up. You didn't find anything in any of the notes? No, no. Actually, I was I was asking you what this is. I thought there was some kind of significance to it. Oh. Like, oh, the war is the casualty is the Italian culture, oh. you know, like <laughs> something like that. But uh, some kind of superstition, like yeah. they throw out the first pot. Oh, um, I wonder if. Oh, that's interesting. It's a uh, the uh, something that they do when they're at their mattresses. They uh, they dispose of the first pot in case it's poison or something in case they're more poly spies i think someone was just really upset because they made this dinner and no everyone's at the mattresses on no one showed no one showed up for fredo's uh grand opening party for his vicky house nightclub so like, well i think clemenza was sleeping and another one of the guys tried to cook yeah he was like, no you gotta oh. put it to sausage afterward <laughs> you were too busy on the phone telling that girl you oh girl you love her i love you what are you a cooking judge go do your job what else you got? I got a bunch of stuff from the book. Okay. But well, we'll get to that afterwards. Clemens is sleeping. You can see that great uh-huh. shot of him great with, his, shot. with his shirt off. Mm-hmm. Do you think his wife approved of that shot? Shows uh, him in all his naked glory. Well, he's wearing boxer shorts. Yeah. Uh, which is, of course, the... You know, I've reversed my position. I think... I think What's funnier if if say say someone a guy is having his pants pulled down mm-hmm. is it funnier if he's wearing boxer shorts or is it funny if he's wearing like tidy whities because I feel like in like in olden times it used to be like people would have like funny but like boxer shorts with polka You're dots right. on them and stuff and I was like oh my gosh yeah. it's so like. But I think like tidy whiteies are more humiliating uh, nowadays. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the tables have turned. Yeah, the pendulum has has swung. <laughs> you're right. Would it be different if Clemenza was wearing his tight little tidy whiteies? For us, it would be. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but probably eventually, probably in another twenty years, boxers will be funnier. You think so? They'll be all computerized so. and CGI. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, oh, there's a press button. My ch- pants change to whatever color I want. You know, <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. Or there people won't even, their bottom halves will be all cyborg. Oh, yeah. That totally, would yeah. be skin. People won't even be wearing underwears. Yeah. Because yeah. they won't be eating food. It'll just be, if you're not, if you're not, if you're not pooping or peeing, then you don't need to wear underwear. Just, you'll just be plugged into a USB charger. <laughs> what will they think of next? Uh, USB 4, 4.0. Um, well, let's only have for the montage part. And then there's a little brief scene at the hospital. Do you want to, do you want to 
I have finally have I have a couple of notes about the hospital bit, but um, do you want to yeah talk, talk about, about the, the hospital okay. because the stuff I have is uh, it's not in sequence with the movie, okay. so it's kind of afterthoughts. All right. Um, yeah, so they see the hospital. You see them mm-hmm. packing up the ambulance. Uh, yeah. the, the hospital is uh, the Lincoln Hospital for Mental Health, mm. which is on 149th Street, East 149th Street in the Bronx. Is it still there? It is still there. Oh. Uh, do you buy? You used to live in the Bronx. Yeah. Do you, can you buy a no. chance? No. No, I don't think so. Um, hmm. One little uh, blooper that gets in the film. The, you see the ambulance leaving, and there's a yellow curb by the uh, hospital, and mm-hmm. the yellow curb was not introduced until a oh, later period. So wow. a time travel review. Wait a minute. Why is there yellow paint all over that yeah. thing? Oh, interesting. Maybe that's what gave him the idea for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so the yellow paint, meaning no parking yeah, allowed there? there? Yeah, oh. yeah, or yield or whatever the... So you know what's interesting? There's what's I I found out the hard way. I think no, no, the easy way. No, the hard way. When I was living in New York, and as an adult, and I was driving, that apparently any old schmuck can paint their sidewalk, and uh, and it's not legal, but it fools people into thinking they're not allowed to park there. So yeah, they're, they're trying to reserve their spots for themselves. Interesting. And when you're driving around, you see that and you're like, oh, is that a is that truly no parking or is that no schmuck? And you don't want to take the chance because it's you get towed in New York. It's like 250 bucks wow, to yeah. get your car back and the ticket. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. That's yeah, it. So anyway, it's an yeah. interesting little New York side note well, there. I guess the thing is, if suppose you did park there mm-hmm. and it wasn't a it was a legal parking space that someone uh-huh. was trying to claim would the would the would lovely Rita know if she came by, would she go? Hey, I, I feel like I should give this car a ticket, but this is not, that's I a, know all the spots. Well, that's another great question. And I know a good friend of mine who, who will be nameless on this episode of our podcast would say the meter person would not know the difference and would just ticket. Wow. Yeah. That a lot of people just went and ticketed. I personally have been ticketed when, listen, I'm starting to sound like all bitter New Yorker now. <laughs> My friends and I were all ticketed at one point or another for, being in a spot even during a time you're allowed to park there quote seven o'clock you have to leave you're out there by 650 and boom there's a ticket there it's the worst Mm. anyway back to the analysis of the movie (laughs) what are you you getting me all worked up here well sometimes (laughs) i park in the wrong on the wrong street come on i've run a business here so i gotta get to work (laughs) people couldn't get couldn't get to their parking spots (laughs) oh andy he's all right he's just parking like any other guy who's got to find a spot (laughs) you park in my brother's spot (laughs) never take sides against the meter maids alex never a lot of money a lot of money in that black (laughs) black top hells yeah there is so the other last question I had about the hospital is uh, you see the um, there, you know, there's the police are there escorting the Don, but there's also what are clearly button men. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if those men are private detectives licensed to carry firearms. Mm, probably. Yeah. Yeah. They would have to be. Yeah, they definitely would. It's a weird thing like that the police are like cooperating in protecting a uh, yeah. mobster like. Mm hmm. Because clearly, I'm sure the word on the street is that the Corleones were the ones who killed McCluskey. Yeah. That's got to be the word on the street. Michael fled. All Everything points to the Corleone family. Mm-hmm. And so it seems odd that the cops would not be aligned with the other families. Why would they help the Corleones at all? But in this minute and the next one, you see them escorting yeah. uh, the big shot, 
Well, they, they do also have contacts in the police department. Yeah, that's so maybe they're maybe it's some of their own guys. Maybe yeah. it's a uh, Neary and Rocco dressed up as policemen. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's where he got the idea. Yeah. <laughs> wow, isn't it funny? I mean, maybe I'm naive, but it seems like back then it was probably much easier to get cops to do what you want and buy. Let me buy a police captain. He's eating eating out with a with a known criminal. <laughs> I think I'm sure that kind of corruption exists, but maybe not to that degree. There's just a lot more accountability. Am I sounding as naive as Kay, Alex, right now? <laughs> it's hard to say. Or are they just more discreet about it? Well, I mean, I think they were discreet about it. It's not like... The, what you're talking about McCluskey having dinner with the Turk and yeah. Michael, but that was yeah. a place where everyone minds their own business. It's not like they were in on um, like Broadway in, like in front of everybody. They were in an out-of-the-way place that was... I don't yeah. think they were flaunting at that time. But McCluskey shows up to the hospital in front of all his men and yeah. pulls all the cops off and then socks Mike. He's a war yeah. hero. I don't care. I'm being paid <laughs> off by the Turks. Stand him up, pal. <laughs> <laughs> he says all that. <laughs> God damn it. Puta wrote this part for me. I'm on the take. He says it. Uh, <laughs> Michael says, how much is the Turk paying you? Yeah. He's like, God damn it. God damn it, Phil. I'm getting paid 10 grand to set up this kid's father. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. If McC- it looks like it's Barzini. It looks like it's Tatalia, but trust me, it's Barzini. I talked to him. <laughs> that would have been so funny if if McCluskey had just answered him. How much is that? Oh, his jaw's not broken yet. How much is the Turk paying? <laughs> Get ready for it. How much is the Turk paying you to 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 kill my father? Uh, uh, ten thousand, kid. <laughs> What's that to you, eh? I'll pay you ten thousand and two. So yeah, that is all the information I have about this minute. So let's hand it over to you, and you will tell us in what ways the book is different than the movie. Well, let's just stand, Alex. The book is different from the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different. The book is different. The book is different than the movie. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't let the song play in a while, so let that go. Well, I got some stuff from the book, Alex, and like I said in the last minute, the the book is divided into, quote, books. And so right when... The book is divided into books. Yeah, I think there are maybe three or four books. Okay. That's what it just says. Book two, book three. Look, book two, I'm showing it to you. Right. Right? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and so in the previous minute, right when McCluskey and, and the Turk die and Michael flees, that's the end of the book. So the, the, the next book starts with some flashbacks. So the book is not written chronologically. It kind of jumps back and forth. Yeah. So I figured because we're entering the, the Sicilian scenes, I can touch on some of the areas of the book that are not in the movie. Sure. Is that cool with you? Yeah. Okay, it, the, the very next scene jumps right to Johnny in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's having dinner with a young actress named Sharon Moore. Wait, so this is a flashback or this is a meanwhile? No, no, no. This is a flashback before the Don was shot. Okay. So I technically I should have included this in an analysis probably th- 25 minutes ago. Well, maybe you right? can cut this and edit it into those episodes. <laughs> Not going there. Okay. Uh, so Johnny's having dinner with a young actress named Sharon Moore. Uh, guess how old Johnny is at the time that Don is shot? Hmm. 
I th- I, I'm, I'm fixated on the Sharon Moore name. Yeah. Because it sounds she, like a fake name. It sounds like, it a, does, like yeah. you're Sharon Moore. Uh, the Sharon Moore than you should. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> so uh, how old is John? Oh, that's such a funny Puto line. Like Sharon. Yeah. I imagine Puto talking like my classic. <laughs> ah, Sharon Moore. You know why I call her that, eh? <laughs> Who did you really want from the farm? <laughs> um, I'm going to say Johnny is 37. He's not old. He's 37. You're close. 35. 35. Oh, yeah, wow. 35 years old, which is sort of older for a singer. I know back then, Back though? then. Uh, yeah, definitely back then. Okay. Okay. Um, so he they go out to dinner. There's just a connection through. She, she's a, a young, new actress who got a bit part in a movie, and somehow she's having dinner with the, the great Johnny Fontaine. Mm-hmm. She asks him He's to, turning on his turning on his olive oil voice and his guinea chomp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he says, to her, now you get the hell out of here. <laughs> He's turning into waltz. <laughs> no so, chance. So no he, chance. <laughs> he brings her back to his place and uh, she asks, and he she notices that he's not putting records on of himself, which mm. she would have guessed he would do to kind of lay it on the ladies. Yeah. And so she asks him, she's like, oh, play me some of your records or, or can you sing for me? And mm-hmm. uh, he says that, that he's not going to do that. He's, he's kind of like half interested in this girl. I think he's really down right now and just he's drinking a ton. But he says no, because, quote, my voice is out of shape. And honestly, I'm sick. <laughs> is that your Johnny? That's my Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> That's like somewhere between... Between, <laughs> I don't know who that was, Michael and Hagen, kind of. My voice is out of shape. Uh, my voice is out of shape, and honestly, I'm sick of hearing myself singing. Hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah. I wanted to make sure I got that line in because my voice is out of shape. He's, yeah. He's mixing it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe for legal reasons, they couldn't use this. It's the same thing with like, oh, it's the finest in New York. Like they had yeah. to go with a slightly different <laughs> phrasing for. Uh, <laughs> For branding purposes. Well, I think Paramount too had a role in this. They wanted to get as many different sayings as possible oh, right. for licensing because <laughs> now because now you couldn't you could, they're really no valuable knockoffs. They're all are, all are taken. He's like, my voice is weak. And she's like, you, you mean it's not strong? <laughs> no, it's it, it could be improved. It's, uh, <laughs> it's insufficient. It's, yeah. <laughs> my voice, it's uh, not up to par. <laughs> See also. <laughs> yeah. By the way, we've already got Paramount.org and Paramount.tv. <laughs> huh? <laughs> huh? So, uh, later so Johnny's the- wooing the ladies, but he doesn't play his own music. He's not, and he's not wooing her too hard. He's he's a ladies man. He, he's been through this before. Sidebar. Yeah. I, I brought this up. In one of my uh, books, but I'll ask you this question. Suppose Johnny Fontaine was coming over your house to visit. I don't care. He never gets that part. <laughs> Would you play Johnny Fontaine's music <laughs> if he was coming over? No. Like as a way of, of showing like this is how much of a fan I am? What's the In what capacity is he visiting us? To be a guest on our podcast? Um, he, yes. He's coming over for dinner and then after dinner we're going to do the podcast. So, so, so is it Johnny Fontaine or is it Al Martino? It's John, Johnny Fontaine. Okay. Well, okay. So let's say it's Bono is coming over. Let's any any mm-hmm. musician who is coming over. Would you play their music for them? 
Or would that be too I, weird? I don't think it'd be weird. It'd just be, man, maybe it would be weird. It's just kind of like embarrassing super fan kind of stuff. Like, look, I'm playing your stuff and you're here. It's more of, I don't know. <laughs> but would it be worse if Johnny Fontaine came over and you're like, oh, listen, I'm playing Frank Sinatra right, records and he's true. all like, you know? You'd have to pick a completely different genre. A different genre, yeah, yeah. That's probably, yeah, like some <laughs> Tito Puente. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely have one of Waltz's other pictures on in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what his other pictures were. Oh, he's made a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, back to uh, My Voice is Weak. Uh, and later, too, um, this Sharon Moore tells him that she heard that he did this. Oh, and so the movie just came out. The, the big his big movie. Oh, so it's so it's after the it's right before he gets shot. OK, so after the bit. wedding. Before yeah, before he gets he shot. Get shot. Yeah. OK. And she heard that he did that Waltz film for free. And he tells her that he just took a token payment. What do you think that's about? Uh, hold on, I'm, 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 I got distracted for a second. In the in the movie, mm-hmm. don't we see right when Don Corleone sends Luca Brazzi on his spy mission? Yeah. That's when the flowers come in because he got the part. That's when he got the part. That's when he got the part. So I assume he's he makes the movie. It's in production. Then the Don gets shot. Hmm. Well, he must be playing with the timeline because yeah, that doesn't make sense to, that Luca would be. It would take him that long to. Yeah, because in the book, uh, Luca's at least at least one month is working his way. Yeah, that makes, the that makes sense. Family, that it yeah. would, that it would uh, yeah. take a while. In the to, movie, it's really sort of embarrassing. Luca goes right there and says, "I want to, <laughs> I want to draw." Yeah, it's a, little, it's a little, like, <laughs> boy, a spy, huh? Who guessed it? <laughs> I totally turned my back on everyone I was friends with yesterday. <laughs> it's no coincidence that you just approached Don Corleone. Don, Don Corleone. <laughs> uh, and so, yes. And so she did. So what was that? That he just took a token payment for that film? Um, From the studio? Yeah. She, she heard that he uh, didn't get paid for that movie. Um, and he just took hmm. a quote token payment. I wonder if that's uh, I wonder if that's based on uh, you know because the whole Frank Sinatra angle. Yeah, look up and see if that is. You asked, we we'll answer whether or not Frank Sinatra took a reduced pay cut. Hmm. I can totally see that happening for for a movie. Yeah, yeah. it's funny because you think having Waltz over a barrel, he wouldn't do that. They yeah, wouldn't soak him for all he's worth. Yeah. But, Maybe it's a publicity angle. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, be. oh, he wanted the part so much that yeah. he's working for free. And, you know, yeah. like, I don't know who knows. Yeah. It may not even be true. They might have just said that just to for the publicity angle. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't even know about that. I do have more about Waltz, too, coming out. It's a really interesting Waltz Whoa, stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Johnny. Johnny! And so, ultimately, this, this young actress denies his advances. What? Yeah. And she's very nice about it. And she says she's... Um, She's like, you can act like a man. I want to read it. Uh, She was a little embarrassed. This is her quote. Well, you know, when you were so great singing and all, I was still a little kid. I sort of just missed you. I was the next generation. Honest, it's not that I'm goody goody. If you were a movie star I grew up on, I'd have my panties off in a second. (laughs) Yeah. I'd be sharing more with you. (laughs) Yeah. That's why they call me that. <laughs> end, end book. <laughs> um, so Puto goes on to write, Johnny didn't 
didn't like her quite so much now. She was sweet. She was witty. She was intelligent. She hadn't fallen all over herself to screw for him to try to hustle him because his connections would help her in showbiz. She was really a straight kid. But there was something else he recognized. It had happened a few times before. The girl who went on a date with her mind all made up not to go to bed with him, no matter how much she liked him, just so that she could tell her friends, and even more, herself, that she had turned down a chance to screw for the great Johnny Fontaine. <laughs> to screw for him. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird preposition <laughs> action going on there. It was something he understood now that he was older, and he wasn't angry. He just didn't like her quite that much, and he had really liked her a lot. And now that he didn't like her quite so much, he relaxed more. He sipped his drink, and they hung out a little bit more. Uh, finally, she left. He was left with a long evening before him. He could have used what Jack Waltz called the, quote, meat factory, <laughs> the stable of willing starlets. But he Oh, want- don't say stable. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but he wanted human companionship. So, I love the Waltz reference. And later on, there's more about Waltz. Yeah. And I get the impression because they were working together. They didn't become friends, of course, but yeah. he learned a lot more about Waltz. Uh-huh. Just being on the set with him. <laughs> <laughs> the meat factor. That is so great. So I got some other book stuff. Almost done. All right. You, you okay? Keep it coming, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, this is really interesting. So Hagen visits Hollywood. We got a couple of words today. Tom Hagen in Hollywood. Visiting Johnny. Johnny Rice is weak. His voice is weak, but he got the part in the picture. like welcome out of here. It started turning into like welcome back Cotter there. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. We tease him a lot. <laughs> what about uh welcome back? Your legal practice you left back home. Welcome <laughs> back. Because this is Hagen's second trip to Hollywood. That's true, yeah. yeah he's back. Welcome back. <laughs> this is the sequel. Welcome back, Hagen. The names yeah. all changed that you've been around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check him out. So Hagen comes to um, Hollywood. To Hollywood. And um, he's kind of following up on some things. Now, when is this supposed to be happening? This is around the same time. So, so the, the, mo- the movie has come out and there's, there's good press about it. It's actually been really well received. So it's still the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's pre-shooting though. Pre-shooting, correct. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, if, if, when the shooting happened, Hagen goes running for cover. He would never be out in Hollywood. <laughs> he might not even be in the car. So, hey, Puzo wrote, writes, Hagen said cautiously, is winning this Academy Award so terribly important to an actor's career? Or is it just the usual publicity crap that really doesn't mean anything one way or the other? He paused and added hastily, except, of course, the glory. Everybody likes glory. So they have a conversation about the, winning the Academy Award and, <laughs> and, and, and not. Yeah. Uh, and so it's a really interesting conversation they have. And so Hagen's trying to figure out if Don Corleone should be involved in helping Johnny win the Academy Award. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. funny? That is weird. Yeah, because you, you thought his whole Hollywood reach was done. Not done, but 
he did the favor for Johnny. End of story. He got yeah. the movie. It seems like a greedy to be now asking also for an Academy Award. Well, there's Don is a little smarter than you're giving him credit for, Alex. Mm-hmm. Puzo writes. I think he's getting soft. <laughs> Puzo writes. Tom Hagen shrugged and said, your godfather tells me that the way things stand now, you don't have a chance of winning the award. No <laughs> chance of winning no, the award. There's no chance, Johnny. You've got no <laughs> chance to win the award. <laughs> And Johnny gets so angry, they start, he starts laying into him because wow. he's insulted by yeah. Hagen. And by the way, I said this many minutes ago, but Johnny and Hagen don't really like each other. Mm. And Johnny had been... That's a shame. I admire his pictures very much. <laughs> he doesn't... Don doesn't admire your pictures very much. He says you can't win, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny was angry, da-da-da. Hagen said worried, worriedly... Johnny, I don't know a damn thing about all this movie stuff. Remember, I'm just a messenger boy for the Don. (laughs) (laughs) But we have discussed this whole business of yours many times. He worries about you, about your future. (laughs) (laughs) You you and the Don discuss my my future, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's Hagen's go-to line. (laughs) He tells everybody that. (laughs) Paulie, we've been discussing your future with the Don. Holy, don't go work for Varsity. We've been discussing your future. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, he worries about you. He feels you still need his help, and he wants to settle your problem once and for all. That's why I'm here now, to get things rolling. But you have to start growing up, Johnny. You have to stop thinking about yourself as a singer or an actor. You've got to start thinking about yourself as a prime mover, as a guy with muscle. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Hagen is there to... To motivate Johnny to become a producer and start making movies on his own. And the Don's going to bankroll it. 20 million bucks. Wow. Yeah. And because there's a lot lot of money money in that celluloid. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Uh, I thought Tom Hagen is the one who becomes a movie producer. He is interested in that. Yeah, that does come up later. Okay. Hagen has his own thing working, mm. but but the Don's definitely bankrolling. His little it. mistress he has in Las Vegas. Well, what are you, you going to insult him like that? <laughs> Johnny should be the one bringing that up. Yeah, it's a way to true. get at Hagen. Yeah, uh, Hagen lit a thin cigar. We got the word that Jack Waltz won't spend studio money to support your candidacy for the Academy Award. Mm-hmm. In fact, he sent the word out to everybody who votes that he does not want you to win. Isn't that interesting? So <laughs> Jack like Waltz went in. Sent, like, does he know that many Academy voters? Well, did, he, Puto writes that he actually knows. Or, where is it? Uh, How did an olive oil salesman in Brooklyn I, become that well, powerful? I, I, you know what? I'm about to get to that. He has, he has a lot. He has a lot of reach. Uh, I thought the Molinari family was on the coast. <laughs> Puto writes, this is Johnny. Things aren't so bad, he told Johnny. Oh, that was Hagen. Things aren't so bad. <laughs> Things aren't so John- bad. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you shouting at me, Tom? I'm right here. The Don says he can cancel out everything Waltz did. Well, before we get to that, isn't it great that Waltz did the favor for Don Corleone, but just enough to... Right. Uh, and uh, apparently Waltz is, doesn't want Johnny. He'll never get that award. Yeah. But just enough to not take publicity, publicity away from the movie itself. Oh, it's a balancing act. Yeah. You don't want to... Yeah. So mm. but is that a cartoon, I guess, meant that much to him. <laughs> um, that you will almost certainly win the award. But he feels that... But he feels that won't solve your problems. He wants to know if you have the brains and balls to become a producer on your own. Make your own movies from top to bottom. 
<laughs> How the hell is he going to get me the award? Johnny asked incredulously. Hagen said sharply, How do you find it so easy to believe that Walt can finagle it and your godfather can't? Now, since it's necessary to get your faith for the other part of our deal, I must tell you this. Just keep it to yourself. Your godfather is a much more powerful, is much more powerful in areas far more critical. How can he swing the award? He controls or controls the people who control all the labor unions in the industry. Uh-huh. All the people or nearly all the people who vote. Wow. Not interesting. I wouldn't think they'd be tied up in labor. No, I think the, uh, yeah, the union. Are, the the mob? No, no, the mob, but I, I guess I'm there's a gap missing. Is he is he pretty much saying, Hey hey union guys, don't work on so and so's production because that person's production the head of that studio is not supporting Johnny's. Not going to vote for Johnny. Is, I think, that, is that the connection? I the think, leverage? I think it's more just like he talks to the heads of the union and says, "Get all your guys to vote for Johnny. Like make make all make sure all your members vote for Johnny in the in the upcoming." Oh, thing. okay. So all everyone with a SAG card gets to vote or something? I, that's that's what I mean. It seems yeah. it seems weird that like that. Like the, I guess the head of the actors' union then could do whatever to like lean, you know, to mm-hmm. at least favor Johnny for yeah. for everybody. Yeah. So, not interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Although again, this seems like it's you more in the Molinari family being on the West Coast and all. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it's more there. Well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> he didn't mention that when uh, he was talking about all the judges in his pocket. He didn't say anything about all the movie producers and screenwriters, like so many nickels and dimes. <laughs> That's true. The Molinari family will <laughs> run for the coast. Maybe they did that years ago yeah, when, when the previous war. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Yeah. So Don's going to bankroll Johnny to start making his own movies. 20 million bucks. Hagen was... Oh, this is great, too. You think there's a Mario Puzo's kind of like thumbing his nose at Hollywood uh, being like, oh, yeah, everything's controlled by the like these awards or anything. It's, you know, uh, it could like, be. It's ironic considering the Godfather would win all those all the uh, Academy Awards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Johnny, Johnny said that Don has to ask me himself if it's something serious. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, so hey, this is really funny. Hagen tells Johnny that the Don wants you to start making movies and he's going to give you 20 million bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Johnny says, like, hey, Johnny's not sure if this is really the Don asking or is this Hagen or Sonny? Right. So yeah. Johnny said the Don has to ask me himself if it's something serious. You know what I mean? I won't take your word or Sonny's for it. Hagen was surprised by this good sense. Fontaine had some brains after all. He had sense to know that the Don was too fond of him and too smart to ask him to do something foolishly dangerous, whereas Sonny might. Mm. Not interesting? Yeah. Just to think that Sonny <laughs> would ask Johnny that kind of power, authority, yeah, that authority dynamic that Sonny might ask Johnny or someone else to do something that the Don might not have. Right. And that's also, that's also interesting since later on in the movie, we see Michael. I wonder if, I wonder if the, um, if he, th- I wonder if Johnny thought that when Michael came to him and said, Oh, why don't you get some of your Hollywood friends to do some? Uh, was he like, Oh, is this the Don? Is this Marlon Brando asking me this? Is this, and then he, so he kind of dodges it by saying, Oh, I'll do anything for my godfather. Yeah. Cause it's like, a, you don't know who he's referring to. Yeah. That, yeah. Think, There's so, that uh, slight pause. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's kind of like, like, yeah. <laughs> it's really what we're doing. But isn't that great that yeah. Johnny is just, it's great when you see someone in the family not have unconditional 
servitude to the Don. Yeah. And Johnny's still, you know, he's, he's looking out for himself. Yeah. Uh, I wish there was a, uh, I mean, obviously the book is different than the movie, but I would love if they did like a Godfather miniseries mm. where they could really flesh out all the, like, you know, all the schemes that, you know, that Tom was doing his side thing and just fill it out a lot more. Yeah. But, uh, that would know, be great. Yeah. Fle- yeah. Flesh it out. I wouldn't use those words with Puzo writing the screenplay. Alex. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, totally. There's so much. Yeah. Kind of, the characters are just so rich that right. you could yeah. really fill it in. Even the, I can see why they cut out a lot of the side stuff, but it's yeah. still very interesting stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's almost it's almost more interesting. Well, I guess because it's cut out, it's even more interesting. Mm-hmm. in the fact that it's so like a lot of it is so uh, salacious and, and kind of like very strange, uh, mm-hmm. you know, stuff. So, um, so well, that's all I got for the minute. All right, now this is all I have as well. You um, want to rate it? Let's rate it. Hmm. All right, I'm ready. It's the end of the montage and the leaving in the hospital. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I got it. You ready? Ready? One, two. There you go. We're I was in, right we're, in the bubble. We're three. in unison. Yeah. Really? Well, just There's a picture of Marlon Brando. In and it. Clemenza naked oh, laying on true. a bed. Yeah. But there, there's no, there's yeah. no, any dialogueless ones are yeah. hard to, are hard to make into yeah. the high star ones. I do like the look of the ambulance, the old yeah, station wagon. True. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a transition minute, too. Yeah. Two for transit transmission. Two for transmission, please. Um, so, what do, we, what do we got coming up in the bonus content? I don't know. We haven't uh, we haven't uh, discussed it or no, anything. We can, well, we'll have our usual stuff. We can continue with the musical. Uh, we do have Mad Libs. I've got about five hundred Mad Libs. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Dude, every week for five hundred weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would pretty much just take us to the end. I bet. Yeah, probably. Would. Godfather three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> La <Lala. laughs> This is what we're. This is what we're gonna. Okay, we'll we'll talk about this. The bonus contest. So yeah, if you want to hear what we're gonna talk about in the bonus content, we don't even know yet. Go to godfatherminute.com slash support and sign up and uh, get more of us in your ears. Alex, we don't have a sign off yet. Oh my gosh, we do not have a sign off. No. So typically we did it. Our sign off was always the end of the next countdown. So it should it be sunny with sunny on the causeway. Shooting Sunny on the Causeway? Like until next time. They shot Sunny on the Causeway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I got one. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to whisper it to you. Okay. Okay. All right. Maybe go. we'll change it, but let's yeah. try it. Okay, okay. ready? All right. So, so until next until time. Until next time, there will be no acts of vengeance. vengeance.